Hey guys, I'm back. <laughs> so, I'm going to do a few topics for the next coming podcast. The people who listen to this, yay. If you don't, <laughs> it would be nice if you did. <laughs> um, I really just kind of want to put myself, I guess, out there on a documented journey and just talk about how far I personally have made it in my journey of pursuing health and fitness um, and maintaining my health and fitness. I always tell people I want to die on my feet at 100 uh, or jumping out of a, off of cliffs or off of waterfalls. Or, I know that seems a little extreme to some people, but, you know, so many people go through this life by the time they're in their 30s, 40s, and 50s, they've already had, some people have already had surgeries and other health issues or um, life just beat them down one way or another. And their quality of life starts to downturn. I hate to see those kinds of things, but... I saw something the other day, and it it really resonated with me, and I think I'll probably hang on, be one of those quotes I hang on to, and it said, from now on, when I see a strong person, and that doesn't necessarily mean muscles, okay? From now on, when I see a strong person, I'm going to ask them, what's their story? Because I've never met a single person that didn't have amazing empathy, mental strength, possibly physical fitness of some level, abilities, pretty good confidence, and someone who wasn't afraid to admit when they're wrong and try new things. Those type of people have usually had some really deep struggles And they came out on top. They overcame what life threw at them and got back up. You know, people say uh, a burpee is a great exercise for getting down on the floor and getting back up for as far as training purposes. But also in a mental state, every time life knocks you down, jump back up. And that's what a burpee does. (laughs) Um, Anyway, today I'm going to talk about my hypermobility syndrome. I have like a, oh, I can't remember. Oh my gosh, now that I'm going to sit here and talk about it. So the Benton test, you can Google it. um, And basically it just gives you a few little things to look at your elbows, your knees, your thumb, your wrists. Um, different things and you just kind of move your body or look at your own posture of your body and see and you have to score I want to think five or more out of nine to be considered hypermobile. Hypermobility basically is where your joints are very flexible. I know it says mobile but it's very, they're very flexible. In other words, you have a large range of motion. 
Um, and you might not have necessarily worked for it, but you still have the ability to appear very flexible in with your arms and legs or squats or hips or your knees, specifically the knee and the elbows. And when I see the most with people, especially women, um, where it looks like their knees, when they stand, their legs are like bowed. That's actually something that can cause immense um, problems down the road for your back and knees and hips. Um, I did not know I was considered hypermobile. I just knew I was flexible. Um, I took the test a couple years ago and I was like, well, I'm definitely that. And then there's hypermobile syndrome and basically that comes with um, just some other health deficiencies, dare I might would call them, and like thin skin, bruise, like bruising easy, and digestive discomfort in a certain realm. And there's like a list of like eight or nine things. Well, I hit on like so many of those most of my life and I just completely was unaware that I was possibly that any of these things. I just thought, oh, that's the way my body is. That's just the way it works. That's just the how it's supposed to be. Um, I had no idea of any different. I thank God for the education to teach me. Otherwise, after doing years of intense CrossFit exercise, um, I started to have a lot of different pains and the worst probably the worst thing that I did was take a strength balance in my shoulders and over mobility in my shoulders I had no idea existed my right shoulder has 10 more degrees of range and is very lax and it's been very overused I'm sure from as a kid I've used my right arm like it was going out of style, basketball, softball. My favorite thing was to get out there and throw a ball just as hard as I could. Um, anyway, with having super lax joints, my right shoulder started later on partially dislocating. And the other worst thing that I did inside of CrossFit was kipping pull-ups. Um, unfortunately, I never really did strict I never developed the ability to do that until about four years after I had been doing CrossFit and I started working at physical therapy and I learned about this measuring process with a goniometer and I was like, whatever, just <laughs> I'm flexible. That's all I know. Well, at the time I was undergoing a lot of education and amongst working with PTs and PTAs, and I had taken the CrossFit Level 1 certification by this point. So I was I was growing slowly um, into the coach that I am now. Um, that goes back to say I was no better than anyone else. I was very uneducated about anatomy and um, kinesiology and um, nutrition and all those things. Or just how to improve my life without the bias that I favored of the normal culture of the world. 
Anyway, um, the reason why I want to bring up this topic is because I run into a lot of women specifically who are always, I don't want to work out. I don't want to get big and beefy. I don't want to have all that muscle. I don't, I just want to tone up and lose some weight. I just, there's a lot of, okay, so that is, there's nothing wrong with saying those things. So let me say this first off, like if you're one of those people who said those things, that's just the fact that you don't know any better. And I'm not saying that to be rude in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Um, but I didn't know any better at one time either. And you don't know what you don't know until you know it. So don't beat yourself up about anything that you learned from this. But tempo, isometric, eccentric loading, all with weight is the number one best treatment in my opinion that I have found and there's crap tons of research and studies that points to the same thing now why is that because people who have hypermobility syndrome our joints are more lax because our tendons and our ligaments are more flexible the tissue the soft tissue itself our muscles all these things are and in women, we we don't oftentimes do very labor intensive um, work. Some some may grow up a little bit differently. I did, but most of the time, um, nobody's grabbing a hold of big heavy items and picking them up and throwing them over their shoulder their whole life as a girl. But some do play sports. And team sports and other things like that. And if you notice that you, uh, you can, like I said, pull up the Benton test and you are struggling with joint issues, stretching is not the answer <laughs> for you, more than likely. More stretching is not helping what we, the issue with hypermobility. Um, if you have it, or you may not have it, or maybe you know somebody who does. I've seen, I actually am working with someone who has a very extreme case of hypermobility. Um, and they're quite a bit older, and they have been extremely flexible their whole life, and been very athletic their whole life. And now their joints are actually malformed in ways that I cannot even explain to you in regular terms that, most people would understand, but basically her feet have turned one way and her knees have went the other way. And, um, anyway, there's a whole, there's been a whole world of, uh, ability loss because of this, along with pain. <laughs> However, we're currently working on, um, correcting those things and her and her family and myself have recently noticed and, you know, there's always the chance that your muscles are what lay on your bones. And they can reshape them if you strengthen the right places. Something else I've noticed as a um, my own statistic around my community, most of the women that I work with are usually quad dominant. What that means is the big muscles going from the front of your thigh down to your knee. And have much 
weaker hamstrings. And it's exact opposite most of the time with men. Um, that being said, when your quad is super strong and you're hypermobile, hence, hence AKA, that was me, um, then you are going to be able to hyperextend at the knee even worse. <clears throat> the only way to counteract, again, a lot of these things is by strength and resistance training. That means dumbbells, barbells, bands, um, kettlebells, but it also means doing things slow, tempo, eccentric loading, and isometric is probably one of the easiest and best ways to start building up the stability in the joint tissues. My right arm, I had no idea, like I said, when I started at therapy, has 10 degrees more range of motion, and this is the one that has slightly dislocated twice. And I felt it almost come out two more times um, over when I would do certain overhead things where my arms would fall and I would just keep going. A lot of times when you're hypermobile, it's like you don't, most people are doing one thing and their range of motion just like it just stops. Well, and when you have excessive range of motion, you don't really know where it ends and begins and you can't feel the difference. Or that's my opinion and the things that I've worked with other people who are the same way. And resistance training is the best way known right now to solve this issue. So all the women out there, or men if you do have it, you don't see a lot of men that have it. But women, especially, that have it, um, and you're walking around with that I don't want to get muscular attitude, because that's what it is. It's an opinion of what you think as that someone will look make you look like. Look, I'm going to say this, and I say this, and I say this not to be rude, but if you're the type of person that does say, I don't want to have uh, a bunch of big bulky muscles on me, that is your opinion about yourself, and that is perfectly fine for you to feel that way. By all means, you don't have to. But more than likely, if you're the person who has that opinion about muscle on a woman, you're never going to be able to do the work that it takes to do it anyway. Because I promise you, those women who do have a lot of muscle tone on their body that people say, quote, look like men. Um, I disagree with that statement. Highly, I do not like it at all. <laughs> but it's, it takes extreme commitment, not just to the hours of training and supplementation and workouts and recovery and coaching, paying for so much coaching. Nutritional health is extremely strict for those women. 
And people also see those women who do have quite a bit of muscle that they have worked very, very hard because we don't naturally come with more muscle than men and we don't have testosterone, which super helps you out in that world. Those women are extremely disciplined and motivated and they want that type of ability that comes with that type of strength. Now, if you come work out with me or any other gym for that matter, and you are doing weight and resistance training, all it's going to do is make you stronger and your joints more stable if done correctly and in a, obviously a safe manner. But none of those things are going to inherently just throw bodybuilding muscles on anybody. So with that being said, I hope that helps some women alleviate some fear around bodybuilding bodies versus working out with weights. I will tell you that building strength, obviously, whenever you do that, you're breaking apart muscle fibers, and then they have to recover and heal back. So you're probably going to get sore than you've ever been. But you need to be able to control your own body weight most of the time before you jump into excessive weight training. That's not to say that you can't just jump straight into strength training. I've seen people do so, but you're, you're obviously you're going to start off a lot lower than the normal person with less ability and that's fine. That's where everybody has to start somewhere. I couldn't do any of the things that I can do six years later. I couldn't do a handstand. I couldn't do a pull-up. I couldn't do a strict pull-up for four years after I could do kipping pull-ups. And I could do butterfly. But anyway, um, I hope that helps some people. And uh, look it up. Look up the Benton Scale of Hypermobility. And look at resistance training. And read into it. Understand your body. If not, you're welcome to come see me out here at the Preventive Life, Bar Preventive Life Barn. Or one-on-one -on -one online programming. Preventativelife at gmail.com is my email. Thanks, guys.